Welcome to 30 Minutes with TNA. We've missed you so much. We haven't been on here in a couple of weeks, but we were together. You got to come and visit me. That was amazing. I traveled during the Thanksgiving travel and everyone said, do not travel. And you didn't even catch COVID, right? And I didn't even, as far as I know, I didn't catch COVID. And I mean, every single headline was like, don't travel for Thanksgiving. Yep. And you were on like three planes. <laughs> I, I was on three planes. That's correct. I went to Florida and New York City, which was really fun to tell people when I came back in LA, like, oh, where'd you go? Oh, I went to Florida and New York City. <laughs> People's faces just drop. And then nobody would hang out with you for weeks, I'm sure. <laughs> Everyone just like backs up slowly. <laughs> <laughs> How many COVID tests did you have in that time? Uh, in that time, I only had three, but I am one of the biggest record-breaking COVID test people I know. I've had over 20. You've had over 20 COVID tests? Yeah. Wait, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, why? <laughs> I like getting them. Most of them are free, and I've had a couple of scares, too, and I also get them before I see my parents. Oh, okay. So... There we have it. I wonder, we should pull some people. I'm curious about like everyone else's. Um, yeah, that's a good poll. Tendencies with COVID testing these days. Like are people getting them fre more frequently or less frequently than they were in the beginning of the whole pandemic? Uh, mm -hmm. I just had a COVID test on Friday, but um, mine was for the hospital for like when I go into labor. So I have yeah. to get one every week and prove that I have a negative result. Otherwise, like my husband can't join. So <laughs> I'll be getting more COVID tests over the coming days <laughs> trying to catch up to your 20. I think I'm maybe at like seven or eight COVID tests by now since the beginning of the pandemic. All negative. All negative, gotta keep it negative. All negative. <laughs> my uh, little brother, Caden, he has diabetes, and he was telling me that he feels like if it's wartime, and like in wartime, every citizen has a duty, and he thinks that his perspective on it is it's our duty as citizens to not get COVID um, for like the better of our like planet, right? And I really like looking at it that way. Like, it's like, it's my job not to get this. It's my job not to step into an inside room of 10 people and like be dumb, you know? Yeah. I just wonder what your 18 year old brother knows about war. Time. Well, he's 20, <laughs> 20. almost, and he majors in politics. So probably more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I like I mean it's a good sentiment that it's everybody's responsibility to try not to get it but you know I'm here in Florida and people are just out and about taking shots at the bars and eating inside of restaurants and, and you open you have you have to wear a mask but like you don't have to wear a mask when you're eating food and those are the most crowded places especially in the town that I live it's a really heavy like restaurant and bar scene here so yeah um well as as we hit record on this podcast episode my phone started buzzing at a buzz that i didn't <laughs> recognize and i got an amber alert or an emergency alert uh 
that said, you know, our stay-at-home orders, they apparently started yesterday. It's not that big of a difference for us uh, as it was, it was April was the first real stay-at-home order. Um, it's not very different. I mean, you just can't eat at restaurants and people are really giving up, giving our, our governor a really hard time about this because like, make it make sense that I can get on a plane with a hundred people inside for hours, but I can't, you know, go outside and sit at a fire with three people. Um, it's very strange. Yeah, the whole not be, I mean, I remember in April when there was an actual stay at home order in Florida, like a bunch of the guys were all surfing. Um, and the cops came and like <laughs> said that we couldn't be at the beach and we couldn't surf. And I'm like, all right, this doesn't make sense. It's, it seems to me like the safest place to be is still outside, which is why I haven't been inside anywhere in nine months. The, ridiculous of it, the ridiculousness of it just keeps coming on and keeps coming on. I'm happy to stay at home, it's fine. Um, <laughs> you know, I have a pandemic-based business, so thriving and uh, <laughs> my business partner actually had you know a little scare with covid um but now we're just isolating and building boxes so <laughs> let's uh use that to pivot into you so my best friend and my event planning buddy and my married and pregnant friend <laughs> um your due date is in three days and i it was really important to me that we recorded an episode together right on the threshold of you becoming a mother. And I know that your sort of stance right now is get this fucking baby out of me. <laughs> yeah. But tell us a little bit more. I mean, how does it feel to be ready to pop? How does it feel to be on the precipice of holding this human being that you created in your arms? Like, what is the anticipation like? Um, how, how are you sleeping? What are you feeling? Like, give us a little bit of insight into what it's like to be nine months pregnant. Um, all right. Well, everything that I've read says that all pregnancies are different. So I don't know if, you know, my perspective will be relatable to any other pregnant listeners or people wanting to get pregnant or anything like that. But for me, it's just, being nine months pregnant, it's more about the physical, like the first eight months of pregnancy, there's a lot of anticipation and there's a lot of, am I gonna be a good mother? And like, what's it gonna be like to have a child? And how will my relationship with my husband change? But now the discomfort is so great that I can't even think about any of those things because I need to like <laughs> use all my strength to sit up off the couch. So I would like this baby to get the fuck out of me. And I would like to have him. I would like to meet him. If you're listening, baby, let's get this show on the road. I think my mom kind of said it the best way when I was complaining about my discomfort and like how badly I want to not be pregnant anymore. She was like, this is nature's way. <laughs> because if you didn't get this uncomfortable, nobody would ever have the courage to push a baby out and rip their vagina in half, which <laughs> um, 
yeah, at this point, like you'll do it. I'll do anything Like get him out of me. And when I first, you know, thought about having kids and talked about it with Gregory, having a child and being a mother sounded great, but the whole idea of pushing a baby out sounded terrifying and awful. And it's not until you reach this point of discomfort that it doesn't bother you anymore. I'm like, I don't care what I have to go through to get it out. It has to be better than being it. So this reminds me of when, uh, when Tierney and I lived together, she was a comedian and <laughs> comedian, you run jokes over and over to like, make sure that they're right and like turn them, you know, make them better and better. And you had a joke about giving birth. Yeah. And how bad I didn't want to do it. How bad I didn't want to do it through my vagina. Yeah. <laughs> and how you wish that you could vomit a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of still feel that way. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> it's like your joke came into came into fruition honestly at this point like I don't care really how he comes out I just he's got to get out <laughs> yeah mm, I don't know you had an induction massage what was that um it's a massage that they use acupressure points different points on your body to hopefully stimulate or <laughs> like influence labor to start soon which obviously it's just one of those things you know maybe it'll work maybe it won't but even if it doesn't work at least you relaxed a little because it's hard to relax like when you're nine months pregnant um <laughs> this is a second induction massage I've had and labor hasn't started so <laughs> Who knows if it actually works, but it was relaxing. And if any like doctor or any, anyone ever gives you, tells you that you should get a massage, no matter what the reason is, or if you actually think the outcome will be or work, you should just do it anyway. Cause like any excuse to get a massage, I think is a good one. <laughs> yeah, doctor. I was like, this is medical. I need a massage. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not feeling any labor pains yet. So. So do the labor pains come before the water breaks? Um, depends. Depends on the person. Some people, their water breaks and then they start contracting. Other people start contracting and then their water breaks later. I don't know what's going to happen. It seems like more likely than not, people have contractions and their water doesn't even break until they get to the hospital or like a doctor breaks it for them, which I didn't know any of that until I became pregnant. I thought it was like in the movies where you're walking and then all of a sudden you pee yeah. and then you have to go oh, yeah. have a baby. Apparently it's not like that at all. Um, how's Gregory? Like, how is he preparing? And is he like on high alert for whenever the labor does begin? Gregory's surfing right now. Okay. <laughs> so that's the kind of husband I have. Um, no, he, he's wonderful. Uh, I'm glad he's surfing because it's his happy place. He can get his mind off of it. Just the waiting game, the anticipation. I mean, it's probably worse for me than it is for him. But, you know, every night, like when we go to sleep, it's kind of like, okay, maybe tonight. Um, so I don't know. He's probably not sleeping that well either. I mean, I don't sleep because I'm uncomfortable. And I'm sure he's not sleeping because he's like, thinks that maybe... I'll go into labor. And so like every time I get up 
to use the bathroom in the night. He's like, are you okay? (laughs) Just pee. And how, when you do get into labor, how does COVID make giving birth different from normal? Um, You can only have one person allowed in the birthing room with you. So like, I guess before COVID, people could have multiple support people. Some women would bring their husband and their mom and their best friend. Like some people preferred to be surrounded by their support people. Mm-hmm. Um, with COVID, you just get your one person. So for me, it'll obviously be Gregory. Um, and we have a friend who just had her baby a couple of weeks ago. And I guess her mom really wanted to be a part of, uh, of the process but because of COVID they knew that that wasn't going to happen so her mom like went to a doula like training class and became a doula so she could have a certificate so she could be in the hospital with her daughter and son-in-law and so she she got to have two support people but I guess they told us that like the people in the hospital when they found out that the doula was her mom they like realized that they were all hoodwinked and (laughs) woman wasn't actually a doula that's genius there's, there's so many life hacks around this COVID thing yeah so there's a life hack if you need to get into someone's birth you can just become a doula I'll <laughs> <laughs> add it to my ministry yeah um I don't think I really wanted anybody else besides Gregory to be there in the first place so that part didn't bother me so much um the like COVID testing Obviously, nobody had to be contested for COVID before it was a thing. Um, and they told us that, like, when we get to the hospital, I would have a COVID test and then go up and he would have to wait for, like, an hour or so for the t- for my test results. And I obviously didn't want to be separated when I'm, like, in the throes of labor. So that's why I'm getting COVID tested every week now. So they have my results on file and he can come in great (laughs) great yeah um did you know that there are 300 to 500,000 less births this year I didn't know that until you mentioned I knew that there were less because Gregory's you know he's like a statistics he loves random facts um but interestingly when I was at the hospital where I'm going to give birth they and I mentioned my due date and they were like, oh, a December baby. Like we're in the really beginning of COVID. Like this baby was conceived. And I was like, yeah. And then the nurse said that they were expecting a lot more babies than usual uh-huh. in, February, right. in February, which I guess maybe that's just this, you know, town in South Florida, mm-hmm. um, but in the grand scheme of things it makes sense that there will be a lot less, you know, people losing yeah. their jobs and people not wanting to bring up a kid in a world that's unknown, like. Well, I think it's a financial thing. I think people are just so uncertain about their finances. And I also learned that 50% of Americans don't have $400 in their bank account. Yeah. That's true, but also a lot of people who don't have four hundred dollars in their bank account still decide to have kids. Exactly, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. But 
Yeah, maybe they, they're thinking twice when, when it's as unpredictable as it is right now. Um, but I guess the like moral of that fact is, you know, count your blessings. Um, I would be really scared if I didn't have four hundred dollars in my bank account. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a job since the beginning of the pandemic, and if it weren't for deciding to have a baby during this time, I don't know what my, you know, job search would have looked like over this time. Yeah. Especially, you know, in our world of events, it is still pretty uncertain for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm over here twiddling my fingers, just waiting for a text from someone that tells me you're in labor. I was actually doing yoga this morning and my phone vibrated and I was like, like a normal vibration in life went to a place that I was turning like giving birth and you know you're so not alone in, in your journey I like walk around every day thinking about you and thinking about what you're about to go through and I just want you to know that you're supported and I'm I I'm sorry that it's that he's bursting at the seams with his little watermelon but um maybe it's a lesson and you'll be readier than ever when he does show up so you know, I'm the most impatient person. So <laughs> yeah. when I feel like he's fucking with me. <laughs> Universe has its way. I also mentioned this to you earlier, where like lots of moms parallel their kids' personality to their labor pro- labor process. Oh god. So he might just be a pain in the ass and testing your patience all the time. I hope that's not the case. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what happens and I will definitely let you know when it happens. And next time we record, there'll probably be a crying baby in the background, (laughs) but I will still be here (laughs) needing some kind of a distraction. I'm sure. For sure. We'll, we'll bring the podcast back, um, next week. Uh, I might do a solo podcast considering you'll probably be holding a newborn. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I better be. Oh my God. You will. You will. <laughs> Big, weekend. Big weekend ahead. Um, okay. Well, maybe we need to like survey some, survey some new topics from our big group of listeners yeah i'm curious about we're gonna ask some baby questions we're gonna ask some covid questions and then we're gonna ask some questions about you know the man cleanse and like following up on that because i'm yeah you know we're i think it's cool we're covering all the bases like dating in a pandemic having a baby in a pandemic so we're gonna keep doing that yeah and we'll keep covering the pandemic until this thing's over (laughs) we'll keep being current as long as it's current Alexa will keep on traveling through the pandemic no matter what anybody says. Hey, YOLO. No All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Excited to meet your baby. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>